0: All right, now what it do? Welcome to a new episode of You So Rude. Um, today we have another special guest. Um, this man, I'm gonna allow him to introduce himself. Um, but today. <laughs> I just want to let you guys know we'll be talking about some very, I want to say obscure, but some. What's that word for things that are kind of abnormal? Things that.
1: Aren't I mean, I wouldn't say it's abnormal. It's just different. Different,
0: some different <laughs> topics, but um, um, I'm gonna let the gentleman here introduce himself. Hi everyone, my name is Rafael Cruzado.
1: Um, I've been. Living in Gainesville now for 10 years, graduated from UF uh, three times now. I have two bachelors and one master's. Um, Yeah, and I I hang out here in town all the time.
0: Um, (laughs) Me and the gentleman here, we we, we actually go back, not way back, but um, sometimes when you have certain conversations with individuals and you connect in a certain way, you feel like you know that person for longer than you really have. We go back to um, a trip that 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 that, that we made to um, Guatemala. It was um, education, education, um, inequality, education and inequality, and just the type of things that we're able to share and uh, um, see together. It was it was just a surreal experience to learn something so totally different. Um, And that's how you know I had conversations with him, and I and I and I was able to learn a lot, not only about him but about myself, and I think the world ought to have this knowledge as well. Now, um, first things first, we're going to start off, like, where are you from? Like, what are your origins? What have you gone through? through Your early life has caused you to begin to form Young Rafa? Hmm. So,
1: I was born in New York and lived there for a total of eight days before I moved to the New Republic. Uh, I lived in the Dominican Republic in Santo Domingo with my family for five years and then moved to Miami and lived there till I came to college in 2007. Um, I am a child of immigrants, <laughs> hard workers, some people who are highly educated um, but who when moving to this country were not afforded opportunities just because of the way they look. Um, and I, I'm, I'm the fruit of the struggle.
0: <laughs> Would you say that your experience was like a Latin American ex- experience or a Hispanic experience cuz um there's a lot of attention drawn to the minority experience um of individuals in America and it's y- usually targeted towards um African Americans or um Black immigrants and his um his and people of Hispanic descent and and and, and how they're marginalized and how they um, go through their struggle. What would you say has been your experience in that?
1: So, I don't think my experience is a Latin American experience because I did not grow up in Latin America. So, growing up in Miami, specifically Hialeah, Florida, which is a predominantly Cuban American community, although that has changed drastically with the influx of immigrants from um, Central America and a lot of South American folks moving in there, um, my experience was just. American to me. I mean, the U.S. is a hodgepodge of uh, all sorts of different people from all different walks of life, and, you know, we oftentimes run to classify folks as minority or as majority and all this other stuff, but it, 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 it was just normal to me. Um, I grew up in a neighborhood surrounded with primarily Hispanic Latino folks, um, and I went to school in primarily black and Haitian American communities. My entire life, I am a mix of all sorts of identities, um, which makes people who are close to me sometimes very uncomfortable because of how I'm easily able to navigate between groups of folks, Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it would be a typical like Latino Miami experience, you know, like the way like. Just being home, eating food all the time, like hanging out with family, like always surrounded by family and folks that, that all migrated together from the islands and, you know, just so, typical.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what would be your view um, point on how Hispanics or people of immigrant descent, how they feel oppressed in the United States?
1: You know, that's a really hard question to answer because it really is dependent on the individual and on separate groups. We tend to classify Hispanic-Latino as one large group unified with the same identities and that is just not the case. Um, People come from all walks of life, like there are different races, there are different classes, um, there's even gender struggles and um, geographic struggles, like depending on which part of which country you come from, your struggles might differ, so I think overall in terms of the oppression we face. One of the first things is lack of understanding. People just want to classify us as this large group of folk who all are the same, and that is
0: just not the case. Like, I mean, I could say, like, I I can try to understand and, and relate because um, I've 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 heard that narrative before, but I don't truly truly um understand. I, I understand the frustration. Involved around, you know, just being grouped as another individual and not being recognized for your individuality, for your mm-hmm. own history. But how does that affect you on the day? On the, well, day, the day, how would that affect an individual? I mean,
1: it—it's it, just you're talking about what I would think of an encounter. So you know, where my family comes from, we are upper class in the Dominican Republic. Um, we have properties we come from money we have access to a lot of different resources and then coming to the united states and being labeled immediately or like you're hispanic immigrants you are lower class and all that stuff and actually the encounter with united statesian culture i don't really say american culture because let's be real united states of america is not really the name of a country because all of the americas are american you know everyone who lives in the americas so even then you already get to picture the mentality like This country calls itself the United States of America, but really it is not the United States of all of America, just of a portion of the Americas. So, um, the the encounter with that mentality, um, and the encounter with the way people construct race here and class here, was very different for me. Um, I came here when I was five, so it didn't really hit me until I started learning about it, um, as I kept traveling back and forth between the island and and, um, Florida. And then when I got my Master's in Latin American Studies, where I became highly cognizant of that. In terms of how it affects me, it's... It's the way which people interact with you, because they don't know your story, but they already have formed a narrative of who you are, before asking any questions. You know, there's a narrative that's associated with just being Hispanic-Latino. Um, in the majority of, of this country, that has to do with you being Mexican. I, I'm, I'm not Mexican. I don't really know much about Mexican culture. I, I've never lived amongst Mexicans or it, like um, in Mexican culture, so I can't really speak for that experience. But yet, that's one of the experiences that's first thrown onto me. Um, and, and in fact, I have a lot of friends and colleagues who are of Mexican descent, and they come to Florida, and then they're like, what is happening here? Because their experience as Hispanic Latinos in other parts of this country differs so drastically from how things are here, because most people here, the majority of groups here are from the Caribbean. So Cuban, Dominican, Puerto Rican. Um, It's also having to do with class struggles because I actually know what it is to be in like an upper class and then in the lower class. And that's really interesting how I have had to negotiate, um, having both experiences to formulate my own. And right now I would consider myself to be middle class. So it's interesting. I've gone through the full spectrum of classes per se. Um, and that really shapes a lot of my behaviors,
0: My I mean, just so many things. Do you think that a lot, is, a lot of our, um, the American culture, social problems, revolve around not race, but class?
1: So it's really interesting. Uh, United States and culture tends oftentimes to mix race with class, uh, as in much of Latin America. But here it has to do with skin color, very much so. Um, I have obviously several different features that I I come because I am mixed I'm not just uh, I don't just have European traits Um, I have all sorts of traits from my heritage and it's really interesting to find the shock that happens when people see me because they just don't understand so like my hair is natural and everyone's like do you do something to your hair to get it like to curl that way Um, even just I mean if you put me with all of my family we are all shades ranging from like my grandmother who is green-eyed and blonde to some of my um like cousins who are really really dark and i have really curly hair and they're like well are you really family it's like yes (laughs) like and, and like right there like first jump like that's my cousin from my dad's brother so like really close family not like Second, or I don't even understand those constructs of second and third cousin because that I don't even view family that way. I'm like, if you're family, you're family. Period. Right. Um, So yeah. Do
0: you do now? Okay. So we're gonna transition a little bit. We're gonna um, really delve into uh, some particularly uncharted territory. Mm -hmm. We're gonna go into Rafa. Rafa's individual experience. What would you say growing up like? has made you feel different growing up? Like, what what is the, um, pinpoint some events or some thoughts or some feelings that you had growing up that made you realize that you're different and how that shaped you growing up?
1: When I think about my upbringing, so my point of comparison was always with family, especially the family in the island. And like I said, my family in the islands um, are like upper class. So, a lot of my experiences here in the States, being, um, like, living close to the poverty line or slightly above it, when I would compare it, that always made me feel very different, Um, especially because of the rhetoric in Latin America that when you move to the United States, like, you have money immediately. And that's just not quite how it works at all, by any means. Um, I think it was also really interesting, the fact that I am the oldest male in my entire family. So... That carries a burden within in so many regards. There's a separation between me and my cousins, and and even with my sister, because if they need like advice from an elder, like I am the elder. So it's really strange, um, and I remember e- even recently, like trying to hang out with them, and, you know, we're all in our twenties, and they're like, "Oh, let's have a drink." And all of a sudden, they're like, "Well, do you like partake in these behavior?" Like, yeah, I'm a normal person, but there was always a distinct separation. Um, those, those are the two major things that really shaped a lot of my experiences personally. Okay. So.
0: What about your relationships with individuals in terms of, um, in terms of love or friendships or things of that nature?
1: You know, I've been I've been really blessed. So I identify as um, gay, but it's it's really weird because it, for some people that is such like a pivotal and important part of their lives. And I'm not saying that it's not for me, but it was never really a, a shock. I think my family kind of always knew Um, and at at first they tried to like suppress it or avoid it and deny it but when I came out it was really much more of a teaching experience for my family it wasn't really a big deal to me like I had an experience um, with a guy and then I was like okay I guess I'm gay and so I just started telling people and they're like cool just keep it moving like not a big deal Um, so I've never been able to identify with like the narrative of like the coming out experience as a struggle because I've just been really blessed. Like, my mom asked me one Thanksgiving, are you gay? And I said yes. And she's like, cool. And she just kept washing dishes. It was not a big deal. Um, I think people who are further away from my immediate family had a bigger shock. Um, you know, my stepdad at first didn't understand how to process it because of his own um, toxic masculinity and his own internalized uh, homophobia. Uh, he just had created this idea of what a gay person was. And when he saw me, he just did not understand how I can be gay and still be who I am. So he just did not think that they would go together, and that I, I think a lot of that has to do with like how masculinity works in our cultures. And I say cultures plurally because it's it's across many different cultures. He's Cuban, we're Dominican. Like even in the United States, in culture, like it's it's very interesting. You know, it, it's the idea of you having to play certain roles, having to put on certain images, and I was just always myself, regardless of roles or images, and just navigated them correctly. Um, I never hated myself. There was never any of that. There was really not r- much of a negative experience in any way. Wow. The, there were family members who didn't accept me, and really what I did was what I think is pretty healthy. I just drew some boundaries. Um, and honestly, it really took uh, my grandmother on my mom's side to advocate for me. So she's, she went to the rest of the family, and she's like, that is my grandson. Like, either you love him and learn what love is, or you go. And that was a very powerful experience. I think for her, um, as well as for the rest of the family and for myself as well, it brought us closer together.
0: Uh-huh. So that uh, what you said, I think, was so profound, and I want to dissect it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You said that you knew. Now there is the like lasting argument, in a sense that um, is, is 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 in a sense being being gay, um, homosexual, but basically. Individuals in the LGBTQ community, Q community, in the sense that, like, how do you know? Is this some, some, something that you're born with? Is a desire that is that is developed? How did in your individual experience? How, how did you um, get to that understanding?
1: You know, that's uh, that's quite a, a loaded question, um, given so many diverse opinions. But I I know, and not from my own personal experience, from what my family has told me, that I was born this way. So I didn't really realize it till I was older, like, just because of how I was brought up and, and just the, the role that family played and, and how supportive it was of everything, like, and...
0: So your family no- yeah. noticed it before you did? Yeah. Like, how does that dynamic work? Like, I don't, like, I don't understand. I
1: mean, there's so many stories, like, uh, and these are really, really individual, so I don't want to speak for the whole community or anything like that, but, like, in my family, like, my grandmothers had stories of, like, things that they had seen, and then they just felt some type of way about it. My mom was like, oh, I just, you know, the way you would stand, or the way you would, and I was like, what does that have to do with anything, you know, that's just, like, right. the way I move my body shouldn't really reflect my sexual orientation in any way whatsoever. Um, but, you know, that's how they formulated their knowledge of it, um, for me it was really my first experience with a person, like, with a male, that I was like, hmm, okay, and it wasn't even all that, (laughs) like, it it was just, like, a moment, and I was like, okay, well, this is kind of working this way, and from what I know, knowledge-based, that means I'm gay, so I guess that's, that's all right, right, and, like, that is actually a really, like, I think, crude way of coming (laughs) in terms about it, because sexuality is a really complex thing. And it's something that we actually don't quite understand, nor do we actually uh, explore as individuals just because of the stigmas tied to them. And a lot of them, these stigmas are cultural and societal. Um, some of them come from religion. Some of them don't just come from, like, history like and the things that we have already lived. Um, it's 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 really interesting to talk to individuals who um, are LGBTQ and, and even, you know, like, when did you know you were heterosexual or straight? Like, that's the status norm. You just assume, but you never really know a person's sexual orientation until that moment comes. So,
0: I can understand. So now we're gonna transition to to, to, to the next phase of, mm-hmm. of that in the sense that um, being trapped within the confines of masculinity, being from the Dominican Republic, and the first male, um, and the first male, in, and the oldest male in your family. In the sense that knowing that knowledge and being what they will call being the man of the house and 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 also de- dealing with your step stepfather and, and his views on masculinity, mm-hmm. how does that shape your your perspective on um the quote unquote how a man should act and what it means to be a, a man? What is your viewpoint on that?
1: So, I guess this is really w- weird because I don't really think there's such a thing as how a man should act or what it means to be a man I I, I look at things more of like what does it mean to be a person how should people act um, I don't really gender many things in my life just because of I, I think again um, my upbringing uh, men and women and I'm going to take the assumption that you know most of my family falls within the binary and and does not have like an additional gender of any, or a different gender um, they all did the same chores. Like, things needed to get done, things got done. They all behaved the same way. Like, they were all breadwinners. Like, it, it was... There, there was not really a difference in... in roles. It, I And I don't... Still to this day, it's it's really hard to me to understand when people say, like, oh, well, men do this and women do that. And I was like, but why? Who, who taught you that? Where did you learn that? And why is that the only valid way of things being? Like, did, did you not question why and i in all fairness i question absolutely everything (sighs) absolutely everything i'm always asking questions it's um i think a strength now i view it as that i used to view it as a weakness but it's definitely a strength because it my inquisitive mind has taken me really really far in life i just question absolutely everything
0: so i really i really like that that the um the answer to that, um, the the last and the next one is in terms of um, your relationship, not just with your family yourself, but with but with society in the sense that um, how religion is a part. Um, this is a overgeneralization, mm-hmm. but I would, but I'm gonna go on a limit say that most most individuals subscribe to Christianity, and and I'm I think most religions subscribe to the um, to the doctrine that um, homosexuality is wrong and that mm-hmm. is not something that should be practiced it is something that 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 should that should be shunned and in some case in, in some religions it goes to say that that should and will be punished yeah. and that is unacceptable by any means it is not something that that should be um, that should be looked upon with any type of care or love and then there are those individuals who, or who who do who are in the LGBTQ community who still do subscribe to those same religions, mm-hmm. and there are individuals who may not be religious but still believe in the doctrine that homosexuality is wrong, and it is, a, and it is um all that it is backwards, and it's the reason mm-hmm. for um different the reason for a lot of a lot of things. That, that 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 are wrong, and it's something. That, and and it, and there has even been a narrative that's something that destroys our society. Mm-hmm. And being from the standpoint that I'm on the opposite of the and in, in 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 the sense that I'm not. I don't um I I, I, I don't I, I identify as as a as a homosexual man in the sense that I really I understand where that those na- where those narratives <laughs> are coming from but mm-hmm. I don't understand how you would view those in a sense with your spirituality now that's a lot, that's a lot of questions I just mm-hmm. said and you could take, take take as much time as you need to, to answer but it is something that um, I think should be addressed and I wanted to hear your view. Well
1: it's, it's really interesting because of um, religion has played a significant part in my life. My uncle was an archbishop um, I actually was studying to be a priest when I was younger, and I have um, a lot of interest in religion and spirituality, and I I separate them a little bit because I think, you know, I respect people who are religious, I actually respect religious um, establishments too, um, because there's a lot of power in that. Um, What I have an issue sometimes wrapping my head around is when people make statements such as homosexuality is wrong because religion says so. Because as far as I know, in every religion and in every religious text that I have read, everything talks about love. And so for you to hate someone or completely ostracize or marginalize someone over any difference goes against the foundation of all religion, which is love. Um... And actually, that was one of the main reasons why I um, left um, Catholicism. Um, and it had nothing to do with my sexuality or with sexuality overall. It really had to do with other things, like the way um, people would interpret like religious texts to use them against folk. Because I just never understood that. So, and and still to this day, like even when I walk in Turnington and I see the preachers, like you know, free speech, say what's on your mind, but I I question whether they have actually read the works they are citing, whether they have actually understood them because the basis of every religion that I know um, and, and that I have studied or have read on is love.
0: So what is it that you practice then for your spirituality? <sighs> I have a little
1: bit of a radical view on stuff. So I I don't practice religion uh, just because of the constraints around it. So I consider myself a spiritual person. For me, it has to do a lot with um, communion with, you know, God, the universe, a higher force, a higher being, a source, whatever you um, want to call it. And a lot of that has to do, um, for me, with diving inside. So I am a very reflective person. I take time every single day throughout the day. So it's not like, a, oh, only in the morning and the afternoon. No, every day throughout the entire day to reflect on life. And I am open-minded in that when I learn new information or when I receive new information, I always try to process it without bias. So I understand that I have like a filter or a lens through which I see the world, but I try to process it from that and look at other points of views and just be open. Because ultimately, you know, we, like we don't know anything. But I let my heart and my gut, like that instinct... Um, lead me in in a lot of things that I do Um, I think for my my personal practice like you know like I spend time in in solitude and in silence which is really interesting because one of the things I talk to people a lot about is like when there is no noise around you when everything is silent how's your head? For most people it's screaming at them it's so loud for me it's absolutely silence because I am at peace with my internal self Um, and, and for me in that silence that is where you find you know Whatever it is that you are seeking, that is that is much that higher than yourself. So you know we are the universe manifest. We are the stars. Like we are not separate from everything around us. We are everything around us and more.
0: Now, have have you have you at all um, lost relationships based upon um, differences in a doctrine, differences in a spiritual and religious beliefs? No, not just friends and loved ones but friends of loved ones
1: are... honestly it brings me closer to people instead of um, pushing me away so I, I I'm very respectful of each individual and their journey my journey is my own um, no one has any control over my journey no one can influence my journey you know people come into my life and they'll say stuff and I have the open mind to entertain it but whether I accept it or not whether I integrate it into how I function or not is my doing um, and Really, when I kind of designed my life or understood that I am the architect of my fate, that I am the owner of my life in many ways, it freed me from a lot of that. So uh, there are people who I'm close to who have opposing views or contradictory views, and and they're like some of the closest people to me, and and that's okay, because we don't have to agree. That's what makes life beautiful, differences. Um, But we still love and respect each other, even when we disagree. Um, And that says a lot, I think, about um me and those folks as well um and I think that my like when people ask me about stuff like this and I talk about it really it challenges them a little bit um because of w- how much i've thought about things how much i've processed things and like where I stand with that S- some folks just have never done that and it's the first time they meet someone who has like when they meet me and they're like oh I don't I don't think I've ever thought about that. I've never asked why, or I've never, you know, and it just, it opens, I think, for the possibility of
0: a heart-to-heart, a dialogue. Dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Rafa is a fan of uh, Pedagogy of the Press. Yes, um, he's the actually book. the person that um, got me to read the book, um, and I, I've beaten him a very, very big fan of, 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 of the author's work. So whenever he says dialogue, like I think of like the first three chapters. <laughs> this. Um, but um, the last question in regards um this phase before we transition a little bit to the next is how does it affect your relationship in the work field and where you work in terms of corporate America and, and 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 how they think things should be running and how people should conduct themselves or your relationships with coworkers and um, students even that you may come across.
1: Hmm. That's an interesting question. So I think there, there's there's a lot that I could talk about there. Um, so let me see if I can pick some key points. Um, so one of the things that I think matters most to me is people. Um, Not necessarily like a task or a project, but people. And the value that people bring, whether seen or unseen, or or the value of a person, period. Um, I've been known to be like deep into a project and a person comes asking for something and I will exit that project to give that person my undivided attention. Because at the end of the day, what I do is not who I am. Who I am is much much greater than what I do what I do is just a pebble in a jar you know I, I don't know if you've seen that Facebook video that's been circulating about like well you know you put golf balls into a jar then you put pebbles then you put sand then you put water and like how all those things symbolize parts of, of your life so there is one particular viewpoint of life uh, where it, it, it's it's called In Lak'ech Alak'in, and it's you are the other I. So, like, you are a reflection of me. So, I always make sure that I give people my undivided attention because they matter. You know, just as much as I would wish people would give me their undivided attention because I matter. You know, um, so that that's, I think, a, a big one in, in terms of how I deal with things. Like, I'm a people-first person. Um, beyond that, I don't really take things... Personally, either. So, um, I don't. I don't compare myself to other people, and I think that has really liberated me from a lot of things because, uh, you know, whatever progress people make on their journey, like that, that's on them. Whatever progress I make on mine, that's that's on me. So I don't really um, compare to what other people are doing, um, and what other people think about me really has no value to me really because uh, what I think about me matters. So, you know, I always give my all. The best I can do, like, is do my best. So that's always what I do. And my best will look different depending on how, like, you know, if I'm sick, the best I can give will look way different than when I'm healthy, you know? Um, But I always do my best, which gives me peace of mind. Um, And I give it my all to whatever I'm doing. I'm always really present in whatever I'm doing, whether it is, you know, working on a task or like walking um, funny, and that's a funny story, because oftentimes I'll walk with people, and I'll ask them, hey, what are you doing? And they're like, well, I'm talking to you, and I'm like, no, you're walking, and then they'll stumble, because they forgot they're walking, but I don't forget. So, very present. Very so, present. I,
0: I think that um, this this a dialogue is very, very, very important, because it's a dialogue that I personally do not get to hear more mm-hmm. often. I think whether... We could sit on two sides of the special two two opposite mm-hmm. views. We can have respect for one another mm-hmm. and have an, an and have understanding. I could look at you and don't see you as different as some as a separate entity from me, because like you said, there's only one God. Mm-hmm. Therefore, no matter what comes about, no matter we like or not, we are all one. I can't consider myself above or below any man or woman mm-hmm. or or animal or or or. or or thing and that's not Being. to say that you, you you have a hippie mentality but <laughs> but 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 understanding that the the very reasons why we have the struggles and the stress and the and the lack of understanding the ignorance that we have because we don't feel like that that, that way mm-hmm. we would hate someone that we never have a conversation with just because we think they think something opposite of us
1: yeah. and at the end of the day every person has their own struggles, you know.
0: Definitely.
1: Just because a person appears a certain way, doesn't mean you know anything about them. Like they have their own struggles, and every person has a story. And I think we spend too much time, uh, feeling ashamed, maybe feeling guilty about our story or something, and that we don't share it. But at the end of the day, you are the only person who writes your story. Other people get to influence, but you are the writer, the author. If you do not share your story, no one's gonna know it. Like, and, and that in and of itself, like, you matter as an individual, but you need to matter to you just as much. So, because oftentimes when we miss the things that we love or the people that we love, we are not the first on our list and we really should be. We really should be. If we are not good, those around us cannot be good. And those around us cannot make us better. Only we can make us better. They can support us. They can hold space for us. But, you know, we, we are... The owners of our lives, the architects of our fate.
0: I, I could totally understand, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think the fact that we could have two separate opinions and mm-hmm. disagree, but the level of respect has has always been, and that's kind of one of the things that I champion. Because mm-hmm. it's understanding, like, just you don't have to agree with the person, you don't have to listen to them talk. You should be like, well, I have a friend who's who's this, so that means that I um I get to have an opinion about it. Mm-hmm. No, it's. Understanding meaning, I've had a relationship with the individual that has this belief, mm-hmm. and I understand where they're coming from. I still may disagree with that individual but at the same time. That doesn't stop me from learning to love that individual mm-hmm. and learn to understand that individual. Because now, if, if I do that, then I'm cutting off relationship then I'm cutting off a a, a, a relationship or 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 a central part. Because the easiest way to control a group of people is to divide
1: them. Mm-hmm
0: if they teach me to believe you that you different from me because of whatever reason because of your race because of your gender because of your orientation because of anything if they effectively teach me to view you different than, than myself they can control us it, they will control you and that's a very sad thing because they because I'm, I'm saying they and, and um, not pointing fingers to any group of individuals but our culture as a whole that that, 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 just, that just that's what what happens, and it's it's not just American culture, it's society in in, in general. Um um even 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 um in the uh, continent of 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 Africa where those individuals they share the, the, the same race or skin color, they separate them by by a tribe. You know, I'm 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 Zulu, you're this, so we're different. Mm-hmm. Now we have to, I think separation and. And lack of understanding, not 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 agreeing, but lack of understanding, is the quickest way for us to have wars, for us to have fights, and and we need to have just a love towards one another. Now, I don't yeah. want to ramble because um, we could go on about this forever. Being
1: I mean, but you're but you're right. Like it's it's the use of separation for comparison to say that something is greater than something else. We're not all the same we are all different, but in all of us being different, we are the same, in that we all are different. And it's a matter of loving those differences. You know, No matter what, you know, like, it, it just, it doesn't really matter. We still have to find that to love. And, and sometimes it's really challenging and sometimes it's really hard. Um, but those are, you know, our own struggles as well.
0: One thing that um I really like about um, R- Rafa this week, we, man, when 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 uh, me and Rafa talk, we have sit down. I sit, we like he'll laugh, but we have real conversation about real things, and um we just it's is just different, man, because it's like I could be like, look, here's this plan, here's this um project, here's this model. He'd be like, okay, I got somebody for you. you could go see them and know. We have understanding, and is is based on principle and respect, and that, that that's that. I, and I wanted to share that with um all you listeners or viewers out there as well. That if that have a dialogue such as these, it, it 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 makes the world of a difference because it's harder to hate somebody when you know them. it's Harder to hate a group of people when you know them. You know. But with that being said, um, I know you're very busy, man. Um, <laughs> you, it's man like a, a battery running um, this uh, institution right now. Don't
1: don't say that. Listen,
0: <laughs> up, is there anything else like that you would like, like 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 to share with not only the audience but with the universe? You know, why you have the opportunity. <laughs> See, I know you like that word. That's like your, your word, man.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's, a good, it's a good word. Um, no, I mean really I I love you all even if I don't know you I love you it's a a universal type of love Um, and if y'all ever need anyone to talk to y'all can find me around just ask Mr. Root over here and he'll direct you my way (laughs)
0: Um,
1: I got you fam
0: (laughs) I'm going to give you a chance to throw your um, shout outs out there any projects you might work on you can help with any social media anything you want to promote it's your time man Oh, wow, that's I had not thought about that. <laughs> so, um,
1: take your time.
0: Uh,
1: you know, just shout out to all the people fighting the good fight. You know, it takes a lot of courage and bravery to um, stand up for ourselves and to enact change in a world that seems so reluctant or so unwilling to change.
0: Um, i see y'all. That being said, um, this has been another episode of You So Rude. You can follow us on on uh, Twitter at You So Rude, Instagram at You So Rude, Facebook at You So Rude. That's Y O U S O R O O D. Um, and this and this recording will be in the uh, podcast episode that you can find on SoundCloud. Um, at the same handle as well as um iTunes Podcast. Um, without being said, you know, we bid you would do. And I'm going to see you later. May peace be upon you. <laughs>